Thanks very much, Derek, for the, the warm welcome. Um, thank you, everybody, first of all, for coming out uh, this evening to support this Sunday. It's a little bit special uh, within Sports UK and Sports Chaplaincy. Um, thank you for Phil for sharing um, there now. Um, if you thought you were coming out for, for one talk tonight, you've got two, uh, so you should count yourself uh, pretty privileged. Um, thank you just again for the, for the invitation to come along. Uh, my name's Howard Beverland, as, as Derek's given me a wee intro. Um, Derek's obviously shared a wee bit about football, and football's been a big part of my life and journey. Um, starting out at 17 um, for Coleraine Football Club, um, having played for Coleraine for 10 years before moving to Crusaders uh, for five seasons. Um, currently playing at, at Portadown Football Club. Um, so I don't know if there's any Portadown fans in this evening. Highly unlikely. I always like to ask that because I remember some random places you get where I've maybe had the opportunity to speak before. And when I played for Korean and it was maybe on the far side of the country, I would say any Korean fans, and you'd always get one or two, and you're just so surprised. Uh, but I doubt there'd be any Korean fans in Ballymena um, this evening here either. Uh, I want to just share a quick message uh, connected to the, th the theme of sport uh, this evening. I want to ask you a question uh, tonight. Um, are you a fan of Jesus or are you a follower? Okay, are you a fan of Jesus or are you a follower? You maybe think to yourself, well, well what's, what's the difference? Um, are they not both the same? Um, but both are very different. And tonight, one of the best things that you could do is to realize tonight as you walk out, whether you're a fan of Jesus or whether you're a committed follower to him. I'm going to look briefly about those two positions and what a fan looks like, perhaps compared to what a follower of Jesus looks like. Um, I don't know if there's any Liverpool or Chelsea fans in uh, this evening, but yesterday was FA Cup final day. Uh, it was Chelsea v Liverpool. It was Jurgen Klopp v Thomas Tuchel, and this was in front of a packed-out Wembley Stadium. And a match day very similar to, to my own team that I play for as well. The manager uh, stands up and he addresses the changing room. Um, this generally takes place uh, before the warm-up takes place, and the, the manager will give um, his last parting words uh, to the team, um, his, last, his last words of inspiration, encouragement, um, to psychologically try and gain his players an edge when it comes to the match, uh, to go that extra yard to gain the victory. And I can imagine the team talks in both changing rooms uh, and, and how it inspired players and on the day inspired Liverpool to go that little bit further uh, and to win the final um, and a penalty shootout. But could you imagine if uh, the players uh, came along yesterday for the occasion, FA Cup final in front of a packed out Wembley of 92 or 94,000 fans, uh, turned out in their colours, their red and their blue of Chelsea. And could you imagine that uh, the manager gives the team talk, and immediately after the team talk is finished, uh, the players um, acknowledge that it was a good talk, and um, they get up and they go back to the bus and they head home. And, and you're probably thinking to yourself, how bizarre, how, how strange would that be? That's, that would be complete madness, and you would be right. But you know, sometimes whenever we, we look at even uh, in church, and even coming here this evening, imagine we come and we're kind of sitting here gathered together as a team, and, and there's a person at the front giving the team talk. And imagine, you know, we, we, we left here this evening, we acknowledged that it was a good talk, um, two good talks, and we, we said to ourselves, that, that was good. Um, same time next week, yep, same time next week, uh, we jumped in our cars and we just headed home and put our feet up. 
but what the gospel and, and what the Bible says, it, it, it asks for so much more. The challenge is it's not just to come and listen, okay? It's not just come and listen and acknowledge that that was good and kind of feel good afterwards and then just go back and, and, and really not apply it. But, but what the Bible uh, encourages us to do is that we would gather together as a church, we would gather here this evening, but we would go out and scatter the rest of the week. We'd go out and scatter across where we find ourselves um, and a Monday to Friday, nine to five, because you can be sure that the person you're sitting beside tonight and the person to your right or left, their nine to five, their Monday to Friday looks very different. But imagine as a church, we took the message, we took the team talk that we've heard um, tonight and that we hear most Sundays and we actually go out with it and we scatter into our world. Uh, we go out onto the pitch, if you like. Uh, we go out involved in our nine to five, our hobbies, our homes, our responsibilities, uh, and we take this message and we run with it. And we don't just listen to it, but we look to see and ask, well, how can I apply uh, what I've heard today? What can I, how can I apply? Where can I apply it? How can I look for opportunities to share this message? So I want to encourage that as, as a gathering here tonight, we would go out with, with the messages tonight and we would go out and scatter amongst the weak uh, and we would share and look to apply what we've heard. And to, if you like, like those players yesterday, go out onto the pitch, participate, run the play, and run to win. The race is set before us that God has called us to. Tonight, as I said at the start, the question was, are we a fan or a follower? I read a book that basically shared this question. And the reason that it struck me was because if I was to sum up my testimony of when I came to faith at 16 years of age, I would say, to summarize it in, in, in a few words, would be I went from being a fan of Jesus to being a follower. Okay, I went from being a fan to being a committed follower of Jesus. So this message is personal to, to my life story, uh, to my heart. And, and I guess, you know, I think within churches as well, I think um, this is a particular relevant message of asking the question tonight, are we a fan of Jesus and the Bible and the church? Or are we a committed follower? Let me just lay out very briefly what a fan of Jesus looks like compared to what a follower of Jesus looks like. A fan of Jesus, there may be outer behavior, but no inner transformation. There may be outer behavior that would represent, that would reflect good, um, moral, upstanding values, but there's been no inner transformation by the Holy Spirit. You maybe think to yourself tonight, and I, and, I, and I want us to be asking this question tonight, because if we really want to take it to, to a more serious note, this is life and death. Because the Bible would tell us that being a fan of Jesus is not enough, because Jesus calls us to follow him. Throughout the New Testament, throughout the Gospels, Jesus time and time again says, come, follow me. Jesus wasn't looking for fans, although he had some. Jesus was looking for followers, people who were committed to him, people who had been transformed by his death and resurrection. And, and, and Jesus is calling you tonight uh, to be a follower of him. But a fan, there may be outer behaviors, but there's no inner transformation. Churches have fans, may be involved in activities within the church. I look at my own story coming through church, youth organization, sitting there, maybe looking like a Christian, but no inner transformation. 
I'd have volunteered to do readings. I'd have volunteered to sing even. I would have volunteered to take part, to help out at things at youth club, at youth fellowship. I was going along as a young teenager, um, no inner transformation. I hadn't met Jesus and been transformed and received forgiveness of my sin and repented of the wrong before him. I hadn't experienced his forgiveness. I, I was probably living out the faith and the principles and the values of my family, of being brought up in church and going along to these activities. But I was a fan, and, a fa and being a fan is not enough. We can be a volunteer. We can serve. All of these are valuable to our church and to the running of a church, and these are admirable things. But Jesus calls us to more. He calls us to experience that inner transformation that only he can offer through his death and resurrection. To summarize it, We can know about God, but not really know him. We can know about God, but not really know him. The second thing that maybe demonstrates um, a life that is more of a fan of Jesus is the lack of perseverance. Um, I look back and even my experiences growing up in church and, and other young people that I came up through and would have made a profession of faith, uh, but very quickly that fell away. They fell away. Um, and no longer pursued, no longer uh, sought after Jesus, no longer um, seek the kingdom of God. There may have been a profession, but there was no perseverance. And the Bible talks a lot about perseverance, as does sport in general. Okay, even what Phil was saying tonight, and um, we're talking about endurance, okay, and enduring uh, within the Christian faith. It's even enduring through trials and tribulation, when these times come, those who follow Jesus will continue to seek after him. Does that mean that there's maybe not struggles and times where we maybe doubt God, or at times even when we're angry at him? Those times can, can, can be there, but there's still a sense of, of perseverance even through those times and through difficult times. And I'm sure there's many here tonight that can testify to, to the perseverance, to the faithfulness um, within your own walk uh, before the Lord and his faithfulness to you uh, as well. James talks about being steadfast under trial. Galatians talks about um, let us not grow weary in doing good. So that outward sign of perseverance, um, even when times are difficult in faith, when we have doubts, we have questions, uh, God welcomes uh, those questions. But there still is a sense of pursuing after him. And can I encourage you tonight that it's okay to come with those questions and those doubts. Keep seeking after him in those questions and doubts because that's where you get answers. That's where his peace comes from is whenever we continue to seek after him. If you have doubts or questions tonight, you don't have to run from him to find the answers to those. You don't have to, you know, sideline yourself from church, other believers, friends um, who are Christians, serving him. Keep seeking after him even in those questions and those times where you're, you're asking God why or you're not you're struggling to understand what's going on in your life. Keep following after him. Don't pull away, don't pull back, but keep seeking him. I want to look tonight just um, a follower. So what is a follower? Two, two points. Um, a follower of Jesus. Number one, a follower reflects and looks like Jesus. Uh, to say that we follow God or to say that we follow Jesus but not to look anything like him um, doesn't make sense. In the Bible, time and time again, and even in Colossians tonight, it talks about that sense of, of putting off and putting on. So to look like Jesus, the, the gospel calls us, the Bible calls us to put off that old self, 
And as, as Kenny read out tonight, all the different lists of what the old self looks like, those things that don't glorify God. And in and, and, and Colossians, it tells us to put on the new self, to put on that humility, that love, uh, to be thankful, to show generosity, to be kind. The fruits of the Spirit, I wonder if the fruits of the Spirit are evident in our life as a follower of Jesus. To claim that we know Jesus and we love him, but not to look like him just doesn't make sense when we look at the Bible and what it says. And that's a challenge to each of us tonight. That's a challenge to me as well. If we, if we profess Jesus, do we look like him? And do others see Jesus in us? It's about putting off that old self and putting on the new self. And that's something we have to do on a daily basis. The flesh is still at war. Uh, and we still have to put off that old self on a daily basis and put on the new self to seek first uh, the kingdom of God. The second thing, and uh, the last point tonight of what a follower looks like. An indication of a follower of Jesus is that the purpose of what you do is to live for the glory of God. Colossians 3 and 17 says, and whatever you do, whether word or indeed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So the purpose of our life is to point to him. So a follower of Jesus asks the question, what is the purpose of what I'm doing? And the great thing about Colossians 3 and 17, and it says, in whatever you do. And, and tonight we're talking about sport, but I would, and I would guess that there's maybe some people tonight who don't maybe have a great interest in sport. Uh, they're maybe certainly not into football um, but they're here this evening. But the great thing is that what Colossians says is in whatever you do. And I want you to think tonight, whatever you do, and are we doing that um, to the glory of God? And I think one way that we know how we're living our life and doing whatever we do to the glory of God is that we're asking the purpose of why am I doing it? A.W. Tozer said, it's not as much about what you do as long as it isn't sin, but rather why you do it. And I think if you can be clear tonight in the purpose of what you do, and if you're doing it for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, well, then God is glorified. If that's your intent, if that's your heart behind, whatever you do, whether um, you're a teacher, uh, whether you're a tradesman, whether you're involved in sport, whether you're at school, um, whether you're a dentist, whether you're retired, whatever that might be and whatever that looks like, I wonder if we asked ourselves the question, why am I doing this? And is the answer to the why for the glory of God? Bubba Watson, a well-known, renowned world golfer, an American golfer, says um, that the reason um, that he golfs, and one of the reasons is that it allows God to use him to connect and to talk to others about Jesus. Again, a person doing whatever they do in a way that glorifies God and a way that points others to him. And is that an easy call? Is that um, to, to do that and, and Monday through to Friday or the weekends, wherever you find yourself, is a challenge? It's difficult, there could be embarrassment, there could be a sense of, of, of lacking courage. But God has given us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I wonder tonight, would we come afresh to God and ask him to renew the purpose? Whatever we do, as Colossians talks about, may we do that for the glory of God and doing it in a way that we would want to point others to him. So a fan of Jesus, outer behavior, but no inner transformation. No perseverance through trial and tribulation. A follower of Jesus, 
reflects and looks like Jesus, the purpose of what they do is to point to him and that they run the race with perseverance and steadfastness in the face of trial, not growing weary and doing good, but continuing and running the race of fighting the good fight of the faith. I want to finish this evening by saying tonight that, that Jesus says and calls us tonight to come follow him. And the great thing is tonight that Jesus in the Gospels and this evening invites us. I don't know, I think to, to receive an invitation is, is something that's quite nice. It's, it's warm, it's personal. To be invited is to be that you're welcomed, that, that you're wanted. The great thing is tonight that Jesus doesn't offer an application. We've all been there before, maybe filling out a job application over time. And the purpose of a job application is tell us, you know, why we should uh, employ you and, and, and list all the good things and all the things that you do that makes you suitable and equipped for this job. But actually, Jesus offers an invitation tonight. He says, it doesn't matter about the rest. He says, this is a personal invitation to you this evening to come and to follow him, to come and to know what it is to go from a fan of Jesus like I was in those years before coming to know him as a follower. I want to encourage you tonight to make that step from being a fan of Jesus uh, to becoming a committed follower of him and to live your life for him with a purpose that would point others to him, to live a life that would look like Jesus and a life that would glorify God. I just want to thank you for uh, for listening and uh, thank you for coming along again this evening. Thank you.